0: Welcome to Market Scale Sports and Entertainment. I'm your host, Sean Heath, and today I have the opportunity to have a conversation with the CEO for PWR, Keys Wheel. Keys, how are you today?
1: Yeah, very well, thanks, Sean. Very well. Great day in Indianapolis.
0: Now, I have to say, I know you're extremely busy right now, so thanks so much for taking the time today. Would you do me a favor? First, explain to me how a kid from Australia wound up in the home of motor racing, motorsports in Indianapolis with PWR.
1: Wow, yeah that that's a um, that's a, a pretty good question to start off with. Look, we um, I guess we we're fortunate in many different ways of, of how we we got here, and uh, yeah, my background has always been um, motor racing and particularly off road back in Australia and uh, so forth. But uh, look, there there was a time, you know, in um, the late '90s and early two thousands of there was no one really um, in cooling servers of of the radiators and intercoolers and oil coolers that we manufactured. There was no one really supplying motorsport industry uh, of uh, dedicated product, and you know I, I think it was a, a position destined for us that um, we uh, we built our business around being very particular. Uh, capability of uh, supporting that need, and we filled that position, and it's grown on from there. What brought us to um, to the states and, um, in in 2008, we had the opportunity to uh, talk to um, Jack Roush of uh, of all people in Australia. Uh, you know, Jack um, invited us over to ha- have a talk about NASCAR and um, the opportunities that might be there, and you know, for um, a small company in Australia to have that opportunity. Um, I came across and Jack and I uh, shook hands and, um, you know, that was the, the start of the journey and uh, it's grown on from there. And here we, here we are now of, um, you know, we uh, talked about how we, we become and how we acquired CNR. It was, that was, uh, you know, that was bought out by, um, you know, when we, we first started into NASCAR where um, CNR were a reasonably good competitor of ours and we, through the help of the, the introduction with Jack gave us the opportunity to start bringing some product across here, and uh, other teams uh, decide that they uh, want to try our, our product, and we've grown from there. And you know, we put some pressure on CNR and and what have you. And uh, Chris Paulson the uh, original owner from CNR, is a very uh, good competitive guy. He's a, he's an ex racer as well, and he had a lot of competition, which is great. And um, but we we struck it off pretty well, uh, although we were competitors. we were, be able to talk to one another and then uh, you know we we struck a deal that we um, we started supplying uh, cNr some product from Australia that they could sell and then things uh, developed there and at the end of the day um we uh, we offered uh, chris i i guess a uh, a deal that uh, he couldn't uh, refuse and that's how we became the acquiring cNr so uh, It was um, probably destined to happen, but, um, you know, we're certainly grateful for that opportunity. And and I think, you know, uh, you you create your own opportunities. But uh, with with that, um, it it was a, a great thing that developed in time.
0: So I'm known as a bit of a tech nerd. And I enjoy watching pretty much all forms of racing. It just fascinates me, the just all the strategy, but the physics of racing is something that I've always really been drawn to. And specifically, the physics of heat dissipation is that the single greatest challenge in just about any form of racing is cooling the engines?
1: Well, yes, and and no, um, it, it's certainly a, a great challenge, but. With um, uh, a lot of uh, race categories now, there's a balance uh, between cooling and, and aero. and that means, you know, aerodynamically um, across the car, we want a specific amount of air to, to go through your cooling modules, as in you know water, air, and and oil uh, modules for uh, for the cooling. So you know, there there is a balance of um, how much air goes through your radiator to do a certain job. And another balance of how much air you go, get across the car to keep the car on the track. So, yeah, with that, you know, with, with that much happening in, in in that space, there's a lot of need for innovation, uh, etc. At, at a higher level, where it's moved on from there, and particularly in electronic cooling in in hybrid and and uh, electric vehicles, you know that that still exists and, um, you know, when it, when it comes from, whether it be racing cars to um, passenger cars and very high-end passenger cars, it is uh, it is very similar, I guess, that technology push on that side. It's not just cooling a, an engine, it's uh, various things around that.
0: Is is there a move in the technological aspects of cooling and, as you mentioned, aerodynamics, Do some of the latest developments try to combine those two?
1: Oh, without doubt. Um, You know, with with, the, and I'm talking very, very high end, you've got cars now being developed at, you know, 800 and and 1,000 horsepower. Cars that are, are, you know, the, the $3 million plus. Uh, out of Europe, um, and they are, um, you know, they're very, very high end. And um, not only, as I said before, not only are you cooling um, water, oil, and air, but you're also, you know, electronic cooling is a big thing in in, um, in that area. So, um, you know, that's, that's changing all the time, and. Uh, with that, we call it the emerging technology sector. With the emerging technology sector, it's um, it's very very innovative and um, push your boundaries to uh, really fulfil that. And yeah, you know, and I say that because a lot of people say as soon as you start calling about electronic cool, and they think, oh, you're you're going to supply battery coolers for uh, for Tesla. Well, no, that that's not what we do. It, it's uh, we're We're talking about cooling plates where um, where different manufacturers will uh, bolt modules on and keep those uh, electronic modules cool by having water run through, uh, water and dielectric fluid to run through a uh, a cooling plate. So uh, a lot of change happening in that high-end stuff. But when you still get down to um, the streetcar and and what have you, you you don't want to see that red light come on. So um, there's still a lot to be done there.
0: Speaking about that sort of migration from high end down to the consumer level product, what do you see as the future of the cooling industry as it pertains to the commercial side? the The car that I might buy in five years.
1: Yeah, look, I, the, the the car that um, you know is going to be involved in, in five years' time is probably more electrically. Uh, tech uh, on that side and um, as I said before that that high-end um, electronic cooling module that that has to be kept cool to have all the electrics working great on a, on a car uh, that, that's going to be a, a challenge for all vehicle manufacturers uh, down the line and I, I don't think it's too much different to whether it's your mobile phone getting hot when you' got it on your ear, you you've got so much technology happening on there Or or your computer at home uh, that that gets hot. So uh, at the end of the day, the the more technical and electrically operated gadgets, if you if you like, that are in these uh, new tech cars coming out, that cooling challenge is always going to exist. And and as we move on, you know, because they're they're trying to you know get these coolers smaller. But also more efficient than what they are currently today and what they were five years ago. So you look back and where you were five years ago, um, you know you're looking at a, a fairly big cool. Uh, now people are looking at well, what can you what can you do now that'll do a better job than that, and it's lighter and takes up s- smaller space in the car.
0: Well, as we talk about the cooling industry moving into the future and the growth in that. Sector, let's talk about how the acquisition of CNR, of course, a U.S.-based facility, let's talk about how their resources have positioned you to be prepared to address this future growth.
1: Yeah, when we, um, uh, when we bought CNR, our future plans were, was to uh, set up a manufacturing plant here as well so they can uh, be a one-stop shop. And, uh, you yeah, know, we've just finished putting a fairly substantive furnace line here nearly this time last year, and that, 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 that's uh, operating uh, very well now. And you know, we see um, you know, the facility here in the States has, has got a huge potential and a large amount of, of growth capacity that we have. With that, the potential here in, in the States we see we is unlimited. Uh, there's certainly a, a lot of opportunity here but not only here in in, in America, at, um, w- with the export um, opportunity to export back into Europe is you know, a huge thing for us. That's why we certainly invested fairly heavily uh, in the development of, of this new furnace line here. It comes from manning it up in, in a lot of other areas of engineers and, and sales and technical sales and engineering sales worldwide. It's something that you have to... Uh, Bolster up to uh, to make that all work. So uh, yeah, we're um, we're very motivated, very happy where we are, and uh, we've got a great management team here in the states. And the opportunity, you know, for people to be uh, on board here is uh, is fantastic.
0: It seems as if you are taking the focus of creating technology that can benefit the entire range. But you're putting them together in in a, a very easily accessible set of services that can be scaled based on the customer's needs. Tell me a little bit about that approach.
1: That approach has sort of came by default, I guess, where we started in 1982 in Australia uh, manufacturing cores for you know commercial vehicles and and what have you. In 2009, you know, we, we started supplying uh, the F1 um teams of uh, different cores and products. We've been very fortunate, you know, with the, the the customer base we have there and the opportunity that we've had there and uh, we see the the technology and innovation and the IP that we've been able to uh, extract and work together with to obtain in uh, in F1 if you like. We've allowed that to trickle down uh, in down into a wider group uh, a wider category i suppose of uh, motorsport categories around the world but not only that the um, the passenger car and whether it be the hot rodder or, or the enthusiast or, or whatever it might be that guy he he gets uh, the opportunity you know to tap into that technology at a lower level because or have that trickle down effect f1 has been a, a great contributor to uh, PWR and CNR as, as a group to allow that to happen. And, um, you know, I, I think future years you'll see uh, a lot more of that happening and it uh, certainly happened up to date, but you'll see a lot more of that happening, particularly when you get into electronics and do a little bit into, as I said, that emerging technology area, but into aerospace as well. And so all this trickle-down effect of of stuff that we've been able to do um, by being involved in a a higher category,
0: if you like. Okay, hypothetical situation. If you signed up for the Dakar rally, are you hopping on a motorcycle? Are you riding a four-by? Are you in the truck? Are you in a rally? What is your mode of contesting in Dakar?
1: My history has been off-road in a truck and i've built my own cars i've engineered my own cars and yeah, you know, we've had a, a lot of success with that i would still do it in a uh in an off-road car that sort of thing um dakar is is the pinnacle of you know off-road racing around the world and nothing more would give me the biggest joy and the biggest pleasure of um of being involved in that race category it's, it's funny you mention that because um you know I've always said we're we're going to Dakar, we're going to go to Dakar, we're going to go to Dakar. Unfortunately, it lands in January, which is our busiest time of the year in uh, motorsport for us, uh, getting all the teams ready for the year ahead. So unfortunately, it's a very, very um, uh, hard time of the year, but um, hopefully I'll uh, I'll make time. But yeah, whether it be um, uh, Dakar or uh, the Baja. Or, there's a there's a race in Australia called the Fink Desert Race. But whether it's any of those three races, I think they all have the same stature uh, in in, uh, off-road racing. And nothing more would give me the pleasure to do that, that's for sure.
0: Now, as someone who has an eye towards marketing, I just want to point out, it would be a perfect opportunity to show off just how great your cooling systems are. I mean, I'm just saying, maybe you could pass that along to the CEO. Oh, hold on, wait, I just did.
1: Yeah, exactly. Look, the um, you know, I, I think the um, the the things we have here at, at CNR and and how people can utilize our, our technology that that we have here. We we have certainly a, a hotline um, here and, and also several online videos that can uh, talk people through areas of concern. And um, at, at the end of the day, certainly we have uh, sales engineers at hand. Um, they can answer any questions for people and talk them through their program. So, you know, I think the big thing is that people should certainly um, visit the website, call us. You know, we we want to make sure that if we're building a, a cooler for you, that you are getting the right cooler for what you want. And uh, that's what you get with with our company. Of You get what you would like, not what someone wants to give you. So um, I think that in today's world, whether it be cooing or whether it be anything else, if you have that opportunity to do that, it's it's a great thing.
0: Well, you heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen, possible 2019 Dakar competitor, Keys Wheel. And I didn't hear no, I heard it possible maybe. (laughs) Exactly. Well, thanks so much, Keys, for taking the time today. This has been such a thrill, and I look forward to having a chance to talk to you again. Today I've had a conversation with Keys Wheel, the CEO for PWR Keys. Thanks so much. Thanks very much, Sean. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to this episode of our podcast. If you'd like to find out more or listen to previous episodes, go to marketscale.com/slash industries and if you have a chance, subscribe to the Market Scale publications for the latest articles, videos, and podcasts from your favorite industries.